This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. Well, we fell in love with our next guest, Dio Vine and deluded alter ego, Yana Alana, who was a multi-award winning, including taking out the 2014 Helpman Award for Best Cabaret Performer. But now she returns to the Art Centre Melbourne and we're transforming the Fairfax studio into an intergalactic stratosphere from the 16th of January through to the 20th. We are honoured to welcome to Joy this morning cabaret star, Sarah Ward. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks yep. so much, everyone. We've, we've woken up the studio audience for you, Sarah. I reckon you should have applause in your life just all the, all time. the time. It should follow you around, don't you think? Oh, God, I feel so much better. Well, let me tell you, in that beautiful coloured outfit there, you, you don't need an applause. You, you'd have come down that road. Everyone would have seen you. Yeah, well, I'd actually press the applause as soon as I get up. Because that, that deserves an applause for me, especially this time of the morning. I'm a bit the same. If I have to get out of bed, I, want, I need something to make me rise. And, and, and applause or... We're know. like bread, right? <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Look, uh, Sarah, this time you're going to bring your, to life an immortal being called Queen Con. Yeah. She's part rock, yeah. part ape. And it's your latest creation. Yeah. It's called The Legend of Queen Con, Episode 2, Queen Con in Outer Space. That's correct. So tell us the story of Queen Con. Um, well, she um, she started because Yana Alana is a bit of a narcissist and I wanted to create a character that was less concerned about her internal world and more concerned about the world outside of her. I loved Alana. She was, she was either, I love her too. She was on the, either ready to commit suicide or kill somebody. You just could never <laughs> tell which side she was about to go. Someone was going to die. Someone was going Die. Yeah. <laughs> but no, with this, it's more about um, Queen Kong is an immortal mythological being and she is part rock, part ape. She's born of the earth in a volcanic eruption. But we start at episode two. So we start in the middle. And episode two, um, she becomes a giant. And it very much pulls on that a lot of mythologies we know. But this is our own modern mythology that we created from many, many different um, ideas. And she's incarcerated for being too big and she's locked in a cell on an island. Some people may be familiar with that story, with what we're doing to refugees at the moment. And then she breaks, she calls on a passing meteorite that pulls her into space and she embarks on a journey in space there. So a lot happens in space. Well, I, I, from having a look at the bio, there's a lot. She's going to, there's a bit of sexual going on. She, yeah. She's experimenting. There's a wormhole. Oh. Yeah, she turns into a French dessert for a time. Um, oh, she goes to a truck stop. She meets a future human um, that happens to be Yana Alana. Yana has a cameo. Oh, so Ooh. she does. She is going to come yeah. on. Fantastic. Yeah, just, just in the video. Because, of course, this whole show is um, accompanied by an incredible um, huge 7 by 5 metre screen. Oh, wow. With video art um, created by Will Huxley. Some of you might know the Huxleys. Yes. Will Huxley's incredible and also animation by Finn Scholes, a New Zealand-based artist. Because yeah. that's what, the, I mean, from reading it as well, we've also, there's going to be a deaf performer. Asphyxia, yeah. Oh, correct, yes. And then we're going to have the Auslan interpretation as well. Yeah. But from what I was reading, so it's a full immersive experience. That's right. Whether you're, might be hearing impaired, yes. visually impaired, or yes. so there's a way... I mean, it's, it's an access for everybody. point for everybody, really. I mean, 
the main focus is because what we realised around accessibility is the main minority that is excluded from our work is the deaf and hard of hearing community. So we worked really hard with Asphyxia, Ilana um, Chanel Gelbart and Kiri Dangerfield to translate the songs into Auslan because Auslan's a different language. Yeah. And then to Beck, my partner's been creating all the captioning. So um, it's it's a lot of work, but we have access points for through captioning through um, Auslan and um, we have quite the music's quite loud so vibration so for hearing audiences they might choose to wear earplugs which will be available in the foyer because there might be hearing people that are overwhelmed by things that are too loud so well, correct. yeah and then on the, the Saturday we have a relaxed performance so that's for anyone that finds uh, you know live performance a, a bit too much of a sensory overload they can go and watch the show in the foyer they can get up and move around they can yell out they can move they can whatever they want so you have no idea what could happen at four o'clock on a Saturday so no but that's a really good because you're right I mean some people might be finding it overwhelming and if you need that that's break right. you are scared to get up in the middle of the theater and mm-hmm. push your way through that's right. So you're encouraging people to be able to just relax, enjoy it, and, and come and go as you, you need. I think relaxed performances are the way of the future. I really do. I think that everybody should have the right to be able to get up and go. Maybe some people have a weak bladder. Maybe some... Oh, no, I don't know. Well, I, I'm the same. I, I have to go and take my seat, and then I wait for the two minutes before I know the curtain goes up. Then I have to do the quick run to the That's toilet. What I'm talking about. Otherwise, I won't make it through to half time. That's it. There's post-traumatic stress disorder. There's anxiety. There's, you know, like, there's stuff that happens for most people that I think we would all enjoy the theatre more if we had a bit more... Um, Autonomy, a bit more. Um, what do you call it? Ad- advocacy. Is that the right word? Well, I mean, it's, it's good. I'm a bit tired. It's good. <laughs> Diversity and inclusivity have always been uh, front and centre centre of your performances, and this time, no different. Is the queer aspect of your show important to you and the team? Involved? Yes, so much. I always say this, and pretty much the entire team is queer. So, um, the Homo Sapiens are. are trans, queer, gender diverse band um, I'm a queer woman myself, my partner Beck Matthews is the musical director and co-creator with me um, she's the drummer and we have Cerise Howard, Jen Bernstein and Joe Franklin and then on top of that we, you know, Annie Davies been working with us, our, our, our stage manager is queer <laughs> Like, pretty, I, I just I don't want to out everyone but yeah, I don't know if everyone's happy to be, um, for me to sort of talk about the sexuality on radio but yeah, queer as So then you said, this, so your partner Beck is the you know, co-creator and mm-hmm. part of the band called the Homo Sapiens, yeah. so are they playing live throughout the show. That's at, it. So they're incorporated into that? Yep, to a click track the whole time because the whole show is time trigger coded. So she's been working on that with our technician and lighting designer Paul Lim and it's um, all been uh, directed by Susie D who's a like basically Melbourne Theatre Royalty. But yeah, so it's really difficult because we have to time all the music with the captioning yes. of course and, and the Auslan. So it's an incredibly technical show. There are over 4,500 cues on QLab. Um, some of them are follow-ons, that's true, but that's a hell of a lot of cues. Well, you look really well considering this show's about to go next week and all this, anything could go wrong. Oh, my God. It really, really good. Opening night could be, there could be disasters. Well, but we're, we will we're be crossing there. our fingers. And yeah. we, we just know this. We know that we, we just need to approach it with, um, with calm, with generosity, with love. And we know the audience want it to work. We know the audience are there to, you know, I mean, come on, this is a highly ambitious work by a group of independent artists. 
um, and we are not a we are not a theatre company. So to think that we've decided to do this is yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. A rock, a massive rock epic that has immersive Auslan captioning and 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 um, interpreting. I've never seen it, and I think there's a reason because <laughs> it's enormously ambitious. But it's time, so let's just give it a go and see how we go. And fingers crossed, it all goes smoothly for us. It always is all right on the night. It That's always right. works out, doesn't it? Well, it'll it'll happen. How great is it that we actually here in Melbourne have Midsummer? Yeah. That we actually get to for you know performers like you to actually come and bring experimental theatre or or try and cross bridges. That's right. To do it uh, because otherwise you know when you've got people having to pay big bucks, you know it's hard to get the money to Look, have actually have done that if it wasn't. That, that's right, and I really feel like Midsummer is more community and independent focused than Mardi Gras. So it should be. So I, I hate to compare, but um, I Melbourne really does it better. I, I kind of think so. And I actually think the venues are really getting involved more. And um, the programming, amazing stuff. The Arts Centre is doing a great job there. They always and then do you've got, yeah. you know, Chapel of Chapel and Butterfly Club and all of these amazing venues and producers getting on board and artists really putting their selves out there. Well, Andy and I, you know, you're going through the midsummer, you know, finding out what you want to do. And you go, oh, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see. Then you realise, ah, uh, I've only got a couple of weeks and a I couple know. of hundred dollars. You know, you, yeah, could, totally. you could go forever, couldn't it? You want totally. to see everything. Something that I haven't seen, though, is this, this is the second instalment. When, mm. when will we get number one, number three? When will we see what happens at the start, what happens in the end? When will we get the full story? That's right. Well, hopefully in maybe about five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've worked out how long this takes. Um, this has been incubating for about six years, but we've been a band live on stage doing our other stuff, but the the making of this, it probably takes about two years to do. So um, maybe in two years we'll have one and then the next two years we'll have three and then we're planning on putting them all together on one night. Oh, that'll be exciting and tiring. Yeah, but I think for the audience too. But how fun will it be? That'd be See fantastic. the whole journey from, you know, beginning to ending. Well, that's a good look. We, the Legend of Queen Kong, Episode 2, Queen Kong in Outer Space, will be formed at the Fairfax Studios, the Art Centre Melbourne, from Wednesday, January the 16th until Sunday the 20th. All performances are Auslan interpreted, and you can find out more details on showtimes and tickets via the Art Centre Melbourne website. Sarah, thank you so much for coming in this morning. We're very excited to see your show. I'm excited to have you there. Andy will add all the links onto our socials as well, which will send everybody there. I'm sure there's probably hardly any tickets, so quickly run and get them now. Run and get them, and please spread the word to anybody that you know that's deaf or hard of hearing, and also remember the relaxed performance on Saturday at 4pm. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.